1: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Level Up, the esports and gaming show, with me, Nathan Bliss, esports and gaming writer at Reach PLC. In this week's episode, I spoke to David, also known as Scudstv on Twitter, the author of the viral Twitter thread about the cost of obtaining a dream FIFA Ultimate Team squad. David told me about why he started the thread in the first place, he discussed EA's direct response to his calculations and why he's going down the route of an open letter to join Drive Change in future EA Sports FIFA titles. Enjoy! David, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? Yeah, no problem Nathan. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, everything, everything's good with me really appreciate you taking time out your day to come on and talk to me about this because i know it's a an issue that you feel very passionate about and i was kind of somehow involved as well with, with my mirror articles and stuff um so i feel like i'm in the middle of this really but um i wanted to get you on just to explain what's going on to the fifa community talk about your, tw- your twitter thread and um, that went viral and also talk about the open letter as well that you've got planned and, and you've got some content creators and pro players involved as well and i think it's important that we kind of look at that but um just to start with do you
0: just want to introduce yourself david i mean what what do you do it's a very good question it's it's quite a difficult one for me to answer realistically my the the scuds tv art is something that comes around from my involvement in various communities youtube twitch etc etc but realistically, what I have done myself is I've done odd YouTube videos here and there. I've done a little bit of Twitch, etc. But I've never really had the ambition of going into content creation. It was more a case of me just trying to be part of the community and improving my skill set, etc. So I would say I'm more of just a member of the community. But obviously, off the back of this off the back of this viral tweet, of course, I've started to gain a little bit of a follower traction on Twitter. But that was never any any kind of mean, like the last time for example that i streamed was probably two months ago we're not talking any regular content coming out from myself recently but it's it's something i've dabbled in here and there but more of a member of community if i'm being honest
1: okay cool and obviously you you mentioned that twitter thread there and i mean that as that is the definition of a viral tweet um the original one about about ultimate team and how you you worked out the the cost of obtaining the dream ultimate team, if you like, in terms of both cost and in terms of time. Uh, I mean, even some of my friends, they said, have you seen that viral Twitter thread? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've I've seen it. You know, it's, it's part of the whole community thing. And I don't know if you've got the figures on the reach and stuff, but I mean, your Twitter following has exploded since that as well. And I mean, are you surprised at how viral that went?
0: Oh, 100%. It's one of those tweets that I put out at the time where I knew that it would do well. You have a good reaction that you think it's going to hit because it's the right tweet at the right time and it and I put a little bit of a bit a little bit of effort into it. But essentially it was just a rant. It was my rant trying to prove my point and that was about it. But I mean like you say at the time I had 285 I think it was off the top of my head Twitter followers which has since gone it's gone up a thousand in 10 days. I'm gaining 100 followers a day at the moment. But even without that if you just look at that one tweet alone it's had what 20,300 likes that's that's twenty times what I've even got at the moment in terms of followers and let alone when you look at the reach like I'm just pulling up the figures in front of me now I mean the actual the actual tweet hit the timelines of two point nine five million people or two point nine five times it hit on the Twitter thread should I say so it's not necessarily two point nine million people but it's two point nine million impressions which is insane numbers. And with seven hundred thousand engagements, which is is it that's for somebody with two hundred and eighty five followers as it stood when it was authored, it's it's massive numbers.
1: Am I right in saying that the original thread came about as a result of one of my Daily Mirror stories because the, one of the first stories I did in regards to the whole black market EA gate scandal? was when I asked a couple of questions to EA regarding the ongoing investigation and there was one particular question where I asked about professional players having to spend money at the the start of a competitive gaming cycle. I think the, the quote of I've got it here was that FIFA Ultimate Team is a multifaceted game of skill. It's important to note that you can acquire all items in the game without ever spending money, with purchases being entirely optional. Any professional competitive player needs to demonstrate the skills of the meta game in order to be considered proficient enough to compete at an elite level, which includes trading, economy monitoring, squad rotation, and challenge completion. Was that the, the quote that, that made you compose that Twitter thread in the first place?
0: It, it, it was exactly that it wasn't the mirror that i came across it was people kind of retweeting it and kind of that that sort of that um article starting to get a little bit of traction itself within the community but that single them them couple of sentences was just enough to set me off in my own mind on a little bit of a, a little bit of a rant about how wrong that statement is because i i consider myself a, a well above proficient fifa player i'm able to do, you'll hear all these different terms within the FIFA community, I'm able to grind the game, i.e. try and get the best out of the game that I can for free I'm able to trade on the game, so I'm able to flip cards and make in-game profits in terms of being able to turn that into bettering my team, and even myself, if I was able to put eight hours a day into it, even I couldn't dream of getting that that team I'm sure there's one person in the community that can but I, even me as an above proficient player couldn't get anywhere near that team, so the idea that EA are insinuating that it's that it's possible to do all of these things without spending money to get to anywhere near that top level. Yes, you can play the game without uh, without spending money, but essentially, if you ask any FIFA play, player, why are they playing a game mode called Ultimate Team, I imagine 90% of them will say because they, they have the desire of playing with their Ultimate Team, which is as the game mode goes. So to indicate that anyone can get any of their dream team or any of their ultimate team without spending a single penny and just economy monitoring or trading is it's not realistic. It was and that's the thing that I really think really struck a chord with me. Just
1: to add a bit of balance to it. I just wondered if the way you deciphered the quote so one of the lines in the quote was it's important to note that you can acquire all items in the game without ever spending money with purchases being entirely optional did you read that as you can acquire all items in the game so you could potentially you know win every single item and have them all in your club or did you read that as if you wanted uh icon moments ronaldo you could potentially acquire him without ever spending money
0: which way did you read that if you see what i mean the the way yeah the way that i read that wasn't that you can get the full club featuring every single top player in your club the way that i read it was you can use the multifacets of the game to get literally any player that you dream of and specifically the thing that set me off was the idea and the reason why i guess i mentioned the team was because you don't play with a one man team but the thing that set me off alone was the whole off the back of the icon gate thing was the idea of having um, these players that were unavailable for $15 million. And even to get to $15 million of in-game currency or in-game coins is impossible. So let alone the idea that you can have all of the items that you want, whether that's one item, whether that's 20 items, whether that's 30 items to build out your club. The idea of indicating that anybody can have anything they want was yeah was was the thing that struck me from that particular uh, particular statement
1: and then obviously the the twitter thread blew up as you said and it had millions of impressions and it had thousands of likes and retweets and people saw it all over the world and it was it was something that uh, you made reddit as well it was all over reddit and it was it was discussed by a lot of people and then Next came the response, which was uh, given exclusively to me via Mirror Football, where I kind of put that to EA and said, this has been posted on Twitter. Uh, what is your response to this? Because I, I wanted to find out a bit more about EA's stance on it and whether that was true, what you were saying in some 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 of your calculations. I thought that would be interesting to get EA's perspective on that. So I'm just going to read the statement, uh, first of all. We're aware that there have been recent speculation on what it takes to have a great FIFA Ultimate team in EA Sports FIFA. While we respect the effort and creativity to map out possible paths to greatness, we challenge the premise of these theories. There are a lot of assumptions being made in the calculations. For example, you can't accurately calculate how many coins you would earn from trading as that would depend on your skill as a trader. There are also other aspects of the game that contribute to building your club, such as SBCs, objectives and draft, which have to be accounted for as well. As importantly, FIFA is a game of skill – The skill of the player is the greatest factor in the outcome of matches or challenges in FIFA. A strong player can be successful whether their team is bronze, silver, gold or a mixture of all three. You don't need the highest rated players in the game in order to win. In the real world, no football club has the world's highest rated players in each of the 11 positions. While it's possible to fill the top 11 in foot if skilled enough with substantive time investment... It's certainly not intended or expected that players would feel a squad like this. To say otherwise, disrespects the many players who spend time learning and loving the game, mastering the skill moves, set pieces, time finishing, pitch vision, passing lanes, working their craft, building, tearing down and rebuilding their team like so many managers, and working on the tactics to help them win. That's the magic and fun of the game for these players. Investment is a choice players can make just like in the real world. Some teams build a investment and that's a choice for owners, front offices and managers in real world sports, just as it's a choice in the EA Sports FIFA. If the premise here is that the players want the best players in the world on their team so they can improve, complete online and play against the best, they can do that in FIFA for no additional investment. You can play as Liverpool, Man City or PSG whenever you like. There's no one path to winning the league there's no one path to win the Champions League. There's no one path to the World Cup, and there is no one path to being successful in the esports FIFA. That's as it should be. When you heard that statement,
0: David, what was your reaction to that? To be honest with you, it, it was it was one of those statements where I almost had to step away for a moment. I think there are there are some things in there that, as any member of our community, will. For want of a better phrase, make your blood boil. There are statements in there that are so far from the truth when it comes to a player of this game. So I don't know where the communication has gone wrong, where this statement has come from, whether it's somebody at EA that doesn't understand the game or doesn't understand the game mode, or whether it's somebody that's misinterpreted the game in the game mode. I don't know what it is, but there are two or three, let's put it that way, three major statements in there that simply i can guarantee you if you ask 99.9 percent of the fifa player base but i think just to be a bit kind of clear on this we're talking more around the ultimate team player base because there will be people who play seasons or head-to-head or who play career mode that won't care about this so when we're talking about the fifa 21 community it is more the fifa 21 ultimate team community it's the biggest game mode by far but we need to be kind of clear on that but there are those two or three statements that just really stand out to anybody in that community. that are, They're not just slightly away from their truth. They are completely wrong. They are completely against anything that anybody would ever agree with. They're, 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 they're the complete opposite end of the spectrum to what the community would say. And that's where with that time, I almost turned that making my blood boil into a well actually it's the communication that's lacking here because what they're saying is so far from the truth it's the communication that's lacking we actually have that line of communication now that's come via the daily mirror ironically in response to a guy that at the time had 285 uh, 85 followers with a viral twitter thread but we actually have a line of communication and i think for the communication to be so far from the truth was just was just disappointing to the community I'm
1: just going to clear that up a little bit when you say about the, the kind of communication and where that's come from. So the quote that was provided to me um, was from an EA spokesperson. So I know that sounds quite ambiguous in terms of where that come, came from, but th- this is a, a it's common practice within most massive companies. What happens is they normally have a, a big communications team or a media team. And what they do is they hopefully understand the business, understand their message and their brand. They work together as a communications department to create a statement and they give that out to journalists or whoever or post it via a communications team. And they attribute that quote to an EA spokesperson. So it's normally, that quote has normally been curated by a couple of people that you'd hope would understand the business and the brand, and that's what they want to communicate out. So just to put that into some perspective, because I did have a few questions from there about why hasn't it come from a particular person, but with, within massive organisations, sometimes these kind of quotes do come out from a spokesperson. They don't want to attribute it to one particular person, if you see what I mean. What What's your view on that first?
0: I, I mean, I think it makes sense i think that that's kind of like you say standard industry practice but i think what the problem is is i think it's potentially the it's potentially come from maybe people with a brief understanding of fifa 21 the overall game because there there's those points like i say the idea of playing with bronze silver and gold is ridiculous you will never find a, a pro player playing with bronze players the idea of communicating with the ultimate team player base which essentially is what we were talking about was ultimate team items and telling them to go and play scenes and head-to-head is just so far from what the point of the tweet was. So there's either some misinterpretation around what the tweet was, or I think the problem is that because it has potentially come from a group at FIFA 21 or at EA Sports from the FIFA 21 teams, it's possibly just been a blanket statement sent out in response to potentially the entire FIFA 21 community, whereas actually what it was was a FIFA 21 ultimate team thread And that's, I think, maybe where the the communication has lacked or the communication has just been a little bit um, incorrect or a little bit far from the truth. You say in terms of the statement,
1: obviously it made your blood boil and you had to kind of step away for a bit and that has led to the open letter, which we can touch on in a moment, but... Do you think that there is a way that this statement could be read by a, a, a different type of ultimate team player? So if you're if you're just a standard ultimate team player and you just play it casually and you just try and have fun and maybe you've read the your tweet and you've thought, oh, you know what, you're feeling a bit down because, oh, I'll never get Pelé or Cruyff or Ronaldinho because they're so unobtainable or whatever. If you're that type of player and you read this statement in terms of when they talk about... FIFA is a game of skill. You can be successful whether you're bronze, silver, gold players, or you can. You don't need the highest rated players in the game in order to win. In real world, no football club has the world's highest rated players. Do you think that in in that instance, this statement would maybe help that that demographic of player not have to worry about getting to those levels? If you see what I mean, I'm just trying to give balance to this, but I think it's important that we just add because. I know that we've spoke to a lot of people who kind of dream of getting that team, but there's some people who just play it casually. So I just want to hear your views on that.
0: Uh, yeah, so yeah, on that point, I think that there's definitely different aspects of the FIFA community or of the Ultimate Team community that could potentially get different things out of that statement. And the thing with the statement is there are some aspects that are true. There are some aspects that would strike quite well with people and there's some aspects even that struck well with myself the idea that it it is sort of possible to 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 kind of use the skill of being the greatest outcome in the game or the different challenges or the SBCs and the objectives and the draft being things that have to be accounted for were all actually genuinely really good points for me eh? there were things that I hadn't taken into account because it was quite a top-line theory but there were some statements that I think unless you're a seasons player or a career mode player where you probably don't care about the premise of the tweet anyway unless you're one of those that there were the few things that were just so far from the truth i think they would have struck negatively or people would have at least thought you have no idea what you're talking about which was those those few ideas so it's the idea of being able to be competitive with a bronze team you're never going to see a pro player playing with a bronze team you can't be competitive with a bronze team the idea of forcing people away from Ultimate Team to go and play with the best players. You can't play with the combination of players that you want to play with by going and playing, playing seasons. And then there was there was one final point, which was the idea that within the statement, they, that they mentioned that it's not intended that the player will get their Ultimate Team. So I think it's that query actually out to EA, really, I guess, from the community of, well, if it's called ultimate team and you don't intend for a player to be able to get their ultimate team then what is the point of the game mode because every player is playing it and that's where it comes to from this idea of people that argue against the loot boxes or argue against those various things which which isn't an argument i'm trying to make but what people do is they argue the reason why they're so popular or so successful for ea is the idea of chasing the dream whatever your dream is whether it's one icon and a couple of players from your local club, or whether it is the 100 million team, people will have their ultimate team and they should be able to get that whatever that whatever their limit is. And it's whether that's eight hours a day as a content creator to get the 100 million coin team, or whether it's 10,000 pounds in instead of 50 to 100,000 pounds in. It's just that kind of limit. But I think the idea of saying that you they don't design it where you can get the ultimate team, I think was a little bit frustrating for anybody in the community. But there's certainly positives and negatives within the statement overall i know
1: the statement obviously wasn't great for yourself and it wasn't great for a lot of pro players and content creators and people that are going all out to try and get that a dream ultimate team because um, I, I think when you're talking about that side of the community i think it was a bit of a a kick in the teeth of them because they saw this game mode as a chance you could get a chance to get that dream ultimate team but do you think that between ea and Dream Ultimate Team part of the community. Do you think that EA see their game differently? Do you think there's a, a gap between what that side of the FIFA community wants from Ultimate Team and what the Ultimate Team game mode is right
0: now? That, that, to be honest, that's, that's a very good question, and it, it, it's difficult to know because the communication is generally, at least in my opinion, poor from EA in terms of communicating, communicating with the community but the one thing that I will always say to stand up from EA's perspective is that is down to both parties. Ultimately, what what we've got at the moment is two parties that are so far away from each other when it comes to communication that it's impossible to know if we're even on the same track. The problem is that since, off the top of my head, I think it was maybe FIFA 18 or FIFA 19, where essentially there was big community backlash around various different things that happened in the... In the game, and what that essentially led to, what was what, for what was quite frankly embarrassing abuse of the community managers via Twitter specifically, and ultimately it led to the community managers needing to deactivate their their Twitter accounts. And it was it was embarrassing for the community, and there was no need to go to the lengths that the community went to. And what that's just led to is further and further drifting apart. So it's a lack of communication or correct communication from EA, but it's also almost quite toxic behaviours from the FIFA community and that's why the approach that I'm trying to take off the back of this is more of a, we need to work hand in hand and we need to understand what you're doing because I'm sure EA has, they're not a stupid company I'm sure that EA has the logic behind what they're doing behind how they're running the game behind when these certain items are available or why they're not available to everyone but unless we understand that or unless the community gathers what the logic is or what the reasoning is behind that i think it's going to be difficult to bring those two those two together and and sort of close that chasm which is essentially building between those two blocks and the thing like i say in the letter which i'm sure we're going to go on to talk about is that at the moment they're just so far apart the, the product is essentially being it's just being almost demonized by some of the community now because it's changed so much and i think the problem is that the game mode now is entirely different from what it was in FIFA 18. If you look around at some of the feedback that's come around off the back of my viral post, there's this talk around the icon SBC. So let's say there's three players in my viral tweet that if we go back to FIFA 18, were available in SBC so you can essentially grind the game, which essentially means that you can buy players off the market and put to the, them into these SBCs to get them cheaper than they are on the market. So let's say one of these, Ronaldo, for example, who is 15 million coins on the market extinct. Three years ago, in one of the previous game cycles, come March, you could grind that player and get them for, let's say, 4 million, 5 million, 7 million coins. And that at least makes it a little bit more achievable. But what we don't know is why was that the case in FIFA 18? Why were those players then removed in FIFA 19, FIFA 20? And why... Do we not even know if they're coming in FIFA 21? And even if they are, are they going to come so late in the game cycle that people won't care about it? And that's the problem is because EA has done things so right by the community in their opinion in the past versus things that seem so wrong versus the past at the moment. But we don't know the reasons why it's changed. It's really hard for the community to stomach and accept that without knowing the the reasons and the logic behind it just to add a new perspective on this um so we, t-
1: we talk about feedback don't we and we talk about feedback from the community and we, we look at twitter and facebook and and all the different social media outlets but if you just look at if you worked at ea say for example in their marketing department right and you're looking at key metrics in terms of how popular the game is so you're using those to look at how popular the game is what they're doing well is it a good game Is it well-received, etc.? Some of the key metrics would be how many people are playing the game, what the sales are like, you know, has the player base increased year on year? And if you look at all those figures, more people are playing FIFA 21 than any other FIFA game before it. Ultimate team matches have increased over 100% over last year, some of the figures that EA have quoted there. Uh, FIFA 21 is one of the best-selling FIFA titles ever made. So, when you look at those figures, if you're working for EA and you've you've seen a bit of a backlash on Twitter from you know even if it's a few thousand accounts, um what would you do at eA because it's a different perspective, isn't it when you look at how many how well the game's doing on the face of it, if you're within EA you would think that you're doing a great job and it's a great game because more people are playing it than than ever before.
0: And, and and that's the issue. This, this is this is the reason why that I completely understand why EA are failing to acknowledge what the community is saying, or EA are sat with their senior executives in their little bubble, presuming that everything is running correctly. I think what EA have is EA are a triple A, are a AAA publisher with with this huge game title that essentially does everything that I as an executive or I as a director want it to do. What you want it to do is you want it to, for want of a better phrase, suck people in and encourage more playing time. You want it to suck people in and encourage more, more spending on in-game microtransactions and microcurrencies. And it is doing that. It is doing the things that you would want from a top-line profit, top-line headline perspective that you would want it to do. But the nature of the game is this game will continue to grow no matter what when it comes to the users that I'm speaking to or the content creators that I'm speaking to that have this multi-million follower reach or multi-million follower um, kind of ability to reach out to their followers, I think even if, if, let's say, all those content creators stop playing it, the game is designed in such a way that people will want to keep playing it. It's that typical 21st century thing of, of FOMO, fear of missing out, you want to log in today because you want to see the latest player that's released, or you want to see the latest SBC that's released, or you want to go and do your bit of trading because there might be a new, a new foot birthday promo coming out on Friday that you need your coins for. But it doesn't necessarily mean customer satisfaction. I think that's the problem. There's a clear distinguishment between those two things. Could, let, let's use a different example. Would Amazon, let's say Amazon all of a sudden were really bad at their customer service, and I don't even know what their customer service scores like, if they were really bad at customer service, are people overnight going to stop using them? They're probably not. They will carry on using them. But the problem that EA need to realise is that by, by gaining this level of disillusionment within the hardcore player base, or within the player base that I'm, not that I'm a part of, but that I'm trying to represent, which is the content creators and the influencers within that sphere... What they're essentially doing is rather than growing next year by 20%, if you take those influencers away and those people that are doing pack openings away and those people that are opening those packs or doing those SBCs away, that 20% next year might be 15% or when it should be 30% next year, it might be 25%. And I understand the need for that extra revenue, the need for that extra play time, that need to strive as a, as a business to get the best you can. That is human nature. Any business wants to do the best they can, whether it's a newspaper you want to sell the most newspapers or have the most clicks on your articles, whether it's a social media influencer and you want the most amount of followers or the most amount of engagement. Everybody has something that they are striving for. We get that. I get that. But what we need to ensure is there's that happy harmony between business priorities versus community priorities. And it's finding that right balance. But I understand how EA could be sat there in a in a bubble for want of a better phrase believing that actually the figures show it's doing really well let's keep doing what we're doing
1: and on that note the open letter is the way that you went about it to try and kind of open up that extra bit of communication with ea in as a response to their response to you um and just tell me about why you decided to go down that route and and how that letter's doing at the moment and have you got some some big names signed up to, to that letter
0: yeah, so so essentially, off the back of the off the back of sort of the latest statement, I put out some some tweets that were ranting about it and saying about how EA were wrong. But then I was sat there thinking, well, actually, me just firing a cannon back at EA, firing a cannon at me, is just going to lead to World War Three between the communities. It's not going to lead to communication. We as a community, our FIFA Twenty One Ultimate Team as a community base, has been notorious for firing back and. Just constantly sniping at each other, and it's just not going to get us anywhere. So, my idea behind this principle of an open letter is the idea of pulling our community together to talk as one voice to EA. Because if EA see one YouTube video by a content creator, that means nothing. If EA say one tweet with 20,000 likes on it, that essentially means nothing. If EAC one Twitch streamer who is talking about how bad the game is, that means nothing. It's one person, one person, one person. What I want us to do with this open letter is as a community come together and get all these different content creators or all these essentially sort of people of note within the community to come together and have one voice and I'm proposing that I am that voice, but I'm happy to pass that around depending upon who is able to speak out or who has that reach with the A. But we need to open that line of communication. So, what I've essentially done with the open letter is I've drafted it. It's just a Google document that people can kind of see on my Twitter profile if they're interested in seeing it. But it's just a, a call for communication. It's a, if we want the game to be as successful as it can be, as I was saying before, whether that's community feedback or whether that's top line profits. We need to work together and have a game which is, which is essentially gathering good community feedback and positivity within the community. And there's a few things off the back of those articles and off of other things that need to be done or at least understood. If we don't understand the logic behind what's happening, how are we supposed to do it? And what I've done off the back of that is, rather than an open letter, we could do an open letter that we get the signees of everybody on Twitter, and we get those 20,000 people that have liked it. But if EA won't take a one tweet with 20,000 likes on it, why would they take a, uh, a Google form, let's say, that's had 20,000 people submit it, or 30,000? or let's imagine we triple that figure and get to 60,000. Why would they care about that type of figure? So what I'm trying to do with this open letter is reach out for those content creators on behalf of the, the community to just agree with the principles of the letter that there are these five or six key things at, to begin with that we're not happy with as a community or that we need feedback on as a community to actually open up that channel of communication. And what I've managed to do off the back of that is I have now managed to get a, a number of signees. So essentially they're currently, as we speak right now, is, is what I would refer to as 47 signees. And they are people of note within the community. They could be Twitch streamers with a thousand followers. They could be all the way up to a pro organization with 500,000 followers. But what they have is across those 47, they have a total potential reach of currently about 2.5 million followers. Yes, there is crossover. I'm sure that might be 500,000 individual people, but they're speaking out on behalf of their communities. So not my 1,000 followers, not my 20,000 people that have liked my tweet. They're speaking out on potentially 500,000 to a million people that they believe that their community and themselves agree with the the principle of this specific statement. In terms of names, we've got some, some pretty big names. I think the one that will stand out to a lot of people is that there is an entire organisation that have signed it on behalf of all of their organisation, which is SAF, so Serious About FIFA, and essentially they've signed it not only on behalf of their content creators, also on behalf of their pro players, and also on behalf of them as a content creation organisation. So to have a whole organisation that essentially has a reach of half a million followers alone for that one organisation that's a huge impact on that automatically getting forward. We've also got some big YouTubers. Official Visea, for example, has got 3.5 million. We've got uh, a Brazilian content creator called Magalzao. I'm going to hope probably have butchered his name there with 400,000. We have got some very big content creators in there that are agreeing on behalf of their community that they agree with that. But what I essentially need or what I'm essentially hoping is that by the time that this hopefully hits EA's doorsteps, That that number of disillusioned content creators, disillusioned people on behalf of their follower base is as high a number as possible. I don't want EA to see 20,000 people have liked a tweet. What I want EA to see is that there are this number of content creators with this number of followers that are speaking out that they are disillusioned at the lack of communication to open that. Just to be clear, if anyone is is hearing this and getting frustrated or hearing this and thinking, well, um, we don't like EA, I have this anti-A ethic or whatever their opinions are. Just to be 100% clear or for anyone that's thinking about signing the letter, there is no aggression and there is no hostility whatsoever towards EA in this movement with this open letter. The open letter is purely designed to encourage EA to open up a communication channel with the community to actually get the ball rolling on the discussion of these, these priorities before we get too far down the line towards FIFA 22. We have a very important period coming up now where EA Sports will be fit- switching over into their FIFA 22 priorities. We want to make sure that communication channel is opened up before FIFA 22 so we don't get another title down the line of disillusionment of disenchantment with the game of people becoming disillusioned the amount of people that I have spoken to that haven't even signed and we're talking game changers we're talking professional FIFA players that are turning up at their events on a weekly monthly basis that are disillusioned with the game and disillusioned at the lack of communication the standpoint of the Aeons with regards to various different things is unbelievable I've I've spoken with essentially insiders with the game changer network and they're just not happy So something's breaking down with communication. If your two most important player bases, your professional FIFA players who are trying to make a living from it and your game changer network, who is supposed to be the voice of the community, how can we expect the overall community to be happy with how the title is at the moment? So we just really need to open up that communication. Thanks for
1: explaining that David, I really appreciate that. And if anyone's listening who wants to have a look at the letter and or if you're a content creator who wants to sign or a, a pro FIFA player, you can you can find the letter at Scuds TV um, and you can see on the on the on your pinned tweet the full letter via a shortcut URL, a Google document, you can go on and, and have a look at that. So after this open letter, then um obviously you've grown your your follower base and you've grown your kind of reach in terms of people know who who you are what's your plans for after this what What are you aiming to do in the FIFA community or maybe not even FIFA? I can see football manager on your on your profile as well on twitter
0: um what's your plans after this? to be honest with you, not a huge amount beyond this what What I want to continue to be really is I want to be a a notable person within the community that can continue to speak out with regards to the community feedback. I want to really keep chasing this through. Whether this letter lands on the doorstep or not, I want to keep on with this movement and keep on being a voice that speaks out. I may dabble here and there in content creation, but with regards to my, my, for want of a better phrase, In real life career, I already have a career that I have ongoing, so I'm not looking to make the switch into becoming a YouTuber or becoming a Twitch streamer. I may engage in it again, but essentially what I want it to become or what I want my personality within the community to become is somebody who speaks out, but speaks out from a more neutral perspective. So it's really just to kind of grow that movement. I don't consider that the people that are following me are fans. What I consider is the people that are currently following me over this last week period of a, a thousand, a thousand follow again, they're following me for those updates. They're following me to find out where we're going from. And that's what I want to continue to be is the voice of communication. That's communicating potentially with you at the daily mirror or communicating with EA directly or communicating with, other publications, whatever it is, I just want to be that voice that kind of is trying to just bring that web of people that are so spread out to come together. And that's that really is my only hope for the moment is just to continue bringing that together.
1: I really appreciate you spending all this time with me, Dave, and explaining your views so eloquently and so calmly as well, because obviously you did mention before that a lot of people in the in the fifa community scene can get quite angry in their responses and kind of lash out uh, into like aggression and things but the way you come across so eloquent and the way you talk about the issues so calmly is is really great to see and i wish you all the best with the letter uh, and i hope it all goes well and yeah thanks again for for coming to talk about it and
0: i'm sure we won't this won't be the last we hear of you in the in the fifa community No, and I I appreciate that. I appreciate you giving me a bit of a platform to speak out as well and obviously the work that you guys are doing as well and and you're doing just to get the the communication channels going. So it's certainly helping me and it's certainly helping the community. So uh, a thank you on that point as well.